Hey, welcome to the Highland Growcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm Emily. And today we have a couple of special guests with us. One is Jennifer Durham, the First Lady of Highland Baptist Church. She's uh, Pastor John's wife. But then also we have the privilege of having David Arthur. If you know anything about precepts, and I know a lot of you do, uh, he, he and his mother have been a huge part of that. And so uh, we get the privilege of getting to talk with him this afternoon. Th- hey, David, welcome, and thanks for showing up, man. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, I'm not in Texas, but uh, I but um, wish I was. And I'd go get me some really good Mexican food about now. You know what? We it's don't been- have it. It's been really hot here, so <laughs> it's probably uh, better that you're not. I don't know how it's been where you are, but uh, <laughs> it's been warm the past couple of days for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, hey, man, we just kind of wanted to pick your brain uh, and ask you some things. But um, before that, uh, I know Emily has some questions for you, um, but I'm just going to take a second and let everybody kind of introduce themselves to you just so you'll kind of know who we are before we just start peppering you with questions. So go ahead, Emily. Okay, yeah. Hey, David. So my name, and for listeners, my, I'm Emily Kelly. Um, I grew up in Athens, Georgia. Go dogs! Uh, but when I was 13, um, my mom took me to my first precept conference, and it was in December of whatever year that was, <laughs> 30 years ago. Um, and I remember hearing Miss Kay teach, uh, pretty Aunt Kay, I think is what she called herself to us. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that was kind of my first introduction to inductive Bible study. And my mom uh, taught us the scriptures faithfully. Uh, My four siblings and I, both my parents did actually. And then uh, when I was 15, they sent me to my first boot camp where we studied the book of Romans. And I remember when they first told me that um, they wanted me to go, I was like, well, that sounds boring. Like literally just studying the Bible all day and there'd better be, you know, some cute boys or something. I mean, if I'm being totally honest, that was my 15 year old self. Um, But God totally took a hold of my heart that summer um, through the book of Romans and, and taught me so much about my need for a savior. And um, But honestly, just God used that summer to uh, just, and I don't remember, I don't know if you remember this, David, but the camp was either 10 days or two weeks back then. Do you remember? This was like, oh man, this was yeah, 2001. Wait, 2000, 2000. Does that make sense? Don't you think it was two weeks back then? That might have been, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I do remember being in Ashley Johnson's classroom and, and learning how to study the Bible and, and just using, again, using Romans, which was just it's just phenomenal for me. But I remember leaving the camp with just a deep love for Scripture and just a hunger to continue studying it on my own. And um, God used a lot of faithful men and women, um, including my parents primarily, uh, you know, even when I got home, just to continue feeding that um, love for His word. So I will always be thankful for, um, for, for your, for the ministry of precept and, and specifically what it's had, uh, the effect it's had on my life. Awesome. Romans is part of my journey as well. That, that was my first uh, book awesome. to really dig in for myself. So yeah, I love it. Awesome. Hey, David, I'm Jennifer Durham. Uh, my husband's the pastor here at Highland, but, um, I did my first precept study. I became a believer um, when I was in high school and uh, didn't go to church even after that. Uh, Grew up in a wonderful home, but it just wasn't a church going home. And after I got married, uh, my husband was a, a youth pastor and he 
decided that I needed to have some friends that were adult women. And so he signed me up for a Bible study and it was a precept class and it was the class on covenant. And Mm. um, I had not uh, studied the word uh, much at all up until that point. And studying covenant uh, transformed my life. It transformed my walk with God. I uh, began to understand that the Bible actually all fits together, that it's truly one story. And so um, that started my precept journey. And that was, uh, I guess, almost 30 years ago. And I got trained to teach and taught precept for about 25 or so years. Um, And I tell everybody when I'm sharing my testimony, I always get asked the question, um, who has influenced you the most in your walk with the Lord? And I always immediately say your mom, because even though she does not know who I am at all, uh, she grew me up in the Lord. She trained me. Um, I have Mm -hmm. learned, uh, I have been humbled. I have been uh, uh, just transformed by the word through the teaching of your mom. And so I, I love your mama so much. I'm so grateful for precept. I'm so thankful for the way that you guys teach inductive study. And um, I teach school now and I teach Bible. And so we study inductively and we do uh, quite a few of the precept studies uh, because I want to train these high school students in a way that I wasn't trained in high school. And so we are grateful and appreciate you coming on today. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm a big fan. Sorry, go ahead. I said, I'm a big fan of her too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And David, I came to Highland in 2015 and I was familiar with inductive study, but I wasn't really familiar with, uh, precepts. And I met a sweet lady here, uh, and you may know or may not, but her name's Joy Inslee. She's actually been doing, yeah. yeah, So she's been doing precepts at Highland for 34 years. And just so you Mm -hmm. know, she is, uh, an apologist for sure for, uh, the precept Mm -hmm. studies, but the way that she has kind of shaped our church from, uh, she's been on staff at our church. I think she brought precepts to central Texas. Um, and she has, um, men and women actually all over the world, um, that she has gone and trained in, uh, in precepts. And so, uh, Highland really is a place that is steeped and rooted in, uh, precept studies. We still have, uh, two of our, uh, Sunday morning ABF classes, uh, our precept, well, one now, cause Miss, Miss Joy just, uh, uh, stepped uh, away after 34 years, but uh, we have a class that that's specifically what they do semester in, semester out, year in, year out uh, is studying through precepts. And then we have uh, a lot of people who really have been uh, molded and shaped in their study of the word by you. And so I, I can honestly say that um, so many of our teachers here at Highland um, are gifted because they've learned through uh, precepts. And so we are grateful for precepts here at Highland and we are uh, grateful for your mom, we're grateful for your family, and we're grateful for the ministry of precepts. And so thanks for uh, taking the time uh, to to just visit with us a little bit in a place that you have um, really impacted for the good uh, and for the kingdom. 
Praise yeah. the Lord. Um, okay, so David, for um, you know the sake of our listeners, I wanted you um, to kind of first of all uh, describe the purpose and ministry, uh, purpose and mission of of Precept Ministries. And um, again, I feel like um, you know we've gotten to Jen and I both have benefited greatly just from uh, from learning tools of how to study the Bible for ourselves. And and so I'd love to hear your heart and, and the heart of um, you know those you know that have kind of been a part of ministering to others through this and what is the mission how would you describe that and, and the purpose of preset ministries yeah thanks for asking we actually uh just celebrated 50 years wow. of ministry in 1970 and we haven't changed it's still the same we just rebranded uh this year uh 2020 has been a fun year right um <laughs> just rebranded so we have a new mission statement, which is we engage people in relationship with God through knowing his word. Hmm. It's in that mission statement. Um, it's always about a relationship. Hmm. Always. It's never just information. It's never just uh, knowledge. Um, everything. God's word is the way he decided to reveal himself to us. And so... So we're real, we're real fo- focused on engaging people. So we don't tell people what the Bible means. Uh, so we're in charismatic churches, Episcopal churches, uh, Presbyterian churches. Uh, we're in 190 different countries, and our materials are over 90 different languages. So it's uh, so we lead. We're, we serve as a guide to help people. Uh, discover God through his word. And so that's our mission statement. Our vision statement is crazy. Uh, I love it. It's uh, every believer in Christ living out God's word every day. That's that's what I wake up thinking about. Uh, and so we want children. We have materials for children. We have materials for uh, teenagers and students. We have uh, no homework. We got a little bit of homework. We got a ton of homework uh, series. We're in seminaries all over the world and um so it's everybody, and and it's not uh, it's not a women's only ministry. In fact, um, this year we'll have trained about sixty thousand new precept leaders around the world, mm-hmm. and a fifty-seven, close to fifty-eight thousand of those will be outside of the United States. Wow. And of those leaders, most of them are men. Mm-hmm. The majority. Oh, wow, that's awesome. So it's uh, so, and they don't they don't know KR. Um, they. Um, so the way we brand as we left the United States was it's is just precept. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually had a, a, a seminary professor in Budapest tell me one time, please tell Dr. Arthur I love his studies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I didn't have the courage to tell him, A, it's not a he, and two, she doesn't have a degree. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's, our, that's our mission and, and our, our vision. I think that's so good. And it's one of the things that um, we're working really hard to kind of instill in uh, the people at Highland. I know that, you know, Jen for uh, a while now and um, Emily and I as well. One of the things that we've really spent a lot of time figuring out is how do we um, help people grow in their love for the word. Uh, And so, uh, again, I think any time when we can point to a ministry where they've just been doing it really well for a really long time mm-hmm. is a helpful thing. Mm-hmm. And, and even just the the precepts model is so incredibly helpful, whether you're using it, calling it precepts or not, whether it's just yeah. like, Hey, yeah. this is, this is the way we study the Bible. God's word. Yeah. 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 
So good, yeah. man. So good. Yeah. You open up a precept course and there's a lot of white space. Mm-hmm. A lot. You're going to do more writing in a precept study than anything else you've ever seen. It's, it is. Uh, you're not wrong about that. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Wrong. It's three ring binder. Uh, you know, you're going to color your Bible, uh, but not artistically. Uh, you're not going to draw flowers. You're going to mark keywords. Then you're going to go back and ask the five to the H of each word. And, yeah. Um, you know, you're, yeah, you're taking it out uh, yourself. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay. So tell us a little bit about how Precept began 50 years ago. I'm sure you've probably talked about this a lot lately, thinking over the past um, <laughs> several decades, but uh, how did Precept begin and um, where do you see the ministry headed? You've kind of touched on that a little bit with the, the rebranding of, of focusing on mm-hmm. knowing God mm-hmm. through the scriptures. Yeah, actually, um, uh, October 22nd, I believe, we're releasing our 50th anniversary video to the public for free. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so that might be. So maybe we'll uh, save it for that. <laughs> we'll tell everybody to go yeah, find it at precept.org, yeah. maybe. Precept.org, <laughs> and, it'll, it, and I was told today it'll be open to the public on the 22nd. So mm-hmm. maybe try to. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we uh, we started. Mom and Dad were uh, missionaries um, in Mexico, Guadalajara, Mexico. Mom always wanted to, not always. When she became a Christian, she wanted to be a missionary. My dad was a career missionary from South America and Africa, and they met and immediately fell in love and immediately got married and immediately went to Mexico. <laughs> and and uh, and I was born down there, and within three years, um, mom got sick uh, with a heart condition, and they said you have to come back to the state. Mm-hmm. So heartbroken. Oh, I, <laughs> I'm taking. Not only am I not a missionary, I'm taking a missionary off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, they moved back to Chattanooga. Dad went to work for a moody radio station, kind of running the station manager, and mom just started teaching Bible studies out of the living room and the. Uh, and within weeks, the neighborhood was packed and they were spilling out of the house and into the front yard. And it just became very clear God was wanting to start something. So um, by faith, they purchased a 30-acre farm. It's an amazing story in of itself. And uh, started a youth ministry, teenagers. how it began. Then the moms wanted to hear. And so the mom started coming and said, she said, well, let me do a study for the moms. And then... A couple started coming, and before we knew it, um, uh, the Lord was birthing precept. She was teaching, driving to Atlanta every week, teaching uh, at um, Roswell Street Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a woman um, at the church I grew up in in Watkinsville. Her name is uh, Rini. Her name was Rini Richards, and she was a part of um, your mom's Bible study in Atlanta. There. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The original. Yeah. The original one. So she she. Um, she started to think of, you know, what, um, I can't keep doing this forever. I can't, you know, it's a hundred miles to Atlanta. So, um, she decided to, uh, write a study and it was on Romans of all courses. Uh, it was 32 weeks long. <laughs> so you can imagine. I can't. <laughs> and that, yeah. And that began precept upon precept, uh, courses and, but today there's 70, I think there's 71. We're working on Job right now. We're almost done. We have Psalm Proverbs to go. We finish Job. And we'll have the whole Bible done. Oh, wow. Uh, 
And then we, and we also have a whole nother series, which is easier. It's less homework called the new inductive study series. We have the entire Bible covered in that as well. Yeah. Um, but that's when, that's when precept started. And, and about around 1982, 83, I think is when some internationals came and, uh, started with a Romania couple, a South Korean couple and a guy from Mexico. And, um, and today we have 58 offices around the world. Um, with staff, uh, uh, leading, leading priest up. And, wow. um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of how it got started. And, you know, we're, we're like anybody else. We have offshoots and ideas. So we had a, we had a media ministry for a while. We don't any longer, but, uh, we had, um, uh, all kinds of stuff, but it's always, when you, when you boil it down, it's always about getting people into God's work so that they can know God. Hmm. Uh, tagline is no deeper, no deeply lived differently. Yeah. Um, we see those connected. So it, if you flip around, it gets weird, right? Uh, you, because of you know, because of your knowledge of God, you live differently. Not, you don't live differently, therefore you know Him better. So, so on that, um, you know, kind of leads into my next question is why is it important that Christ followers be equipped with the tools to be able to study scripture for ourselves? Yeah. Um, well, it's, uh, if you think about the Bible, it's not man's interpretation of God, mm-hmm. right? Like a lot of world religions, it's, their book is there their interpretation that we believe the Bible is God's revelation of himself to us. Um, and so, um, you know, there's tons and tons of things the Bible says about itself, but you know, some of the best ones are, you know, man does not live by bread alone, but by every that proceeds of it. That's in both the old and new Testament. Um, Jesus quoting it. And, uh, and um, we have, um, you have passages like, Paul's final message before he dies to Timothy. Uh, so you can imagine this is his most important message. Uh, and you look at Second Timothy, and he tells him basically guard the treasure. And how are you going to do that? You're going to you got to know it, and you got to uh, you got to handle it accurately. You got to be willing to suffer for it. You got to entrust it to others who will be able to teach it. You know, and uh, you got to endure. You know, suffering and. Um, so you get this idea of what's his main message is, is well, the treasure is the word of God, gospel in the word of God. And so if we're going to guard it, we got to know it. And I don't know about you, my, my perspective on America is they're spiritually hungry, but they just don't themselves. Mm-hmm. Conferences, they, they uh, you know, listen to their favorite guy or, or gal uh, teach uh, on podcasts. Um, they've got devotionals, um, but they're not getting the appetite in that because they're not directly listening to in his word. Mm-hmm. And so that's, um, a big part of our DNA is that we don't want to take, and that's what a good precept leader does. In fact, we don't call them teachers anymore. We call them leaders. Mm-hmm. They're not there to tell you what the scripture means. They're there to help you discover it for yourself. And so they lead by asking good questions uh, and, and out of the text. So it's mm-hmm. always coming from the text. Um, and so there's a sense in which I think it's essential. I think if you don't know God for yourself, then then you're 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 starving. Mm-hmm. You know, you're 
you should expect to make bad decisions. You should expect that crazy sin drama in your life if you're not tapped into the Lord himself, you know? Yeah. So yeah, our, our new logo is a light. Uh, it's, a, it's a real artistic version of one, but it's it's a light and it comes out of Psalm 119, 105, which is your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. Mm-hmm. You know, without the light, you're in the dark, right? It's and so, so when look at when we look at folks in America, um, you know, they they don't know. I mean, recent studies tell us that, you know, they believe most of them believe the Bible is true uh, and they believe it's relevant and important. But then when you get down to the question of, you know, how much time do you spend? It's, it's almost. Mm, and that's so there's. So good. Yeah. Yeah. There's this gap between what you say and what you really believe. And I, and I think the problem in the gap is, is they just don't know how Yeah, they want. They just don't, they don't know how to pick up a book of the Bible uh, and, and understand it, read it. With them. Yeah. A few verses above that, um, David, what you just quote, Oop, I'm echoing a little bit, but in <laughs> verse 102, uh, it says, I do not turn aside from your rules for you yourself have taught me. And that's one of my favorite uh, verses as far as explaining why studying scripture for ourselves and knowing it is so valuable because it's truly the primary way that God speaks to us personally and, and the way that we can know God accurately and, and intimately. And so, um, like you were talking about, like through this knowledge of God, um, he gives us that ability to, to fear him, to learn how to fear him and learn how to obey him. And, um, so yeah, that's one of the things I'll always be thankful for as far as this, uh, particular method for me and, um, the effects that it's had on my life. And, and you know, what's cool about it. It's not a guidebook in the sense of here are the things you need to do every week mm-hmm. or here, but here are, here are the topics you need to be clear on. And you, here are the five things you need to understand about each topic. It, most of the Bible's narrative. Two thirds of it is narrative. There's poetry. There's apocalyptic literature, right? There's genealogy. Uh, and so when you think, when you look at it, you go, well, how am I supposed to take this book and live differently? Hmm. And it's a relationship. That's what we, that's what we firmly believe it, it, uh, with precept is it's, God wants us to know, like right now I'm reading uh, about the plagues and, and, it just dawned on me. God's not trying to get most, uh, Pharaoh's attention. And he clearly says, I'm going to harden his heart. Mm-hmm. So he's not trying and failing each time. There's something else going, God, what are you telling me about yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you look at the world today with the pandemic and the craziness. He's not trying. He's not failing. You know, he's, Somehow, mysteriously, he is absolutely in control, mm. and he's trustworthy. You know, he wants us to know he's trustworthy. So, all right. So, what do I do with that? You know, how do I take those those understandings? And they're not, you know, nice, neat little things that all start with a letter, same letter, literated, right? And, um, they're not uh, bumper sticker theology kind of things or pat answer kind of things. We just finished Ecclesiastes. It's a crazy book. <laughs> Um, it's a crazy book, but it's so good. It's so honest. Mm. Uh, it's appropriate uh, for us today. Uh, you know, fearing God. Um, yeah, love your life. Live your life. Just fear God. Mm. Enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, that's not a thing you hear a lot from Christians. 
Yeah. And I think even the understanding that um, the reason we're going to the scriptures, right, what we're looking for there. It, and I've got a weird feedback too, but, um, but just, uh, it's it, so you've got all these people that are following Jesus around and some of them leave and Jesus looks at the disciples and he says, are you going to leave me too? And they're like, where would we go? You have the words of life. And so really trying to put before people that in the scriptures, what we have isn't, um, the combination to crack the code, to figure out how my day is better today than it was yesterday or how it can be better tomorrow than it is today. But I go to the scriptures because I meet God there. Uh, uh, and the yeah. more deeply I know him, then the more steadfast and resolved I am in um, moments of difficulty and in times of trial. And I think we only find that in the word. And so, um, yeah, man, I mean, I just I love I love the way that that you describe that. The idea, even knowing the way the Bible's written, like how it's made up, the genres, the I think is all just incredibly helpful um, to lend color and structure and beauty to God's revelation of himself yeah. to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's so good, man. Thank you. Um, so uh, kind of leading into the next question, one of the things that drew, drew my husband and I to Highland was just to see how active um, this particular local church is in the community and, and ministering to, to the neighborhood, but also how how deeply this local church values um, knowing God's word. And, and um, so that's something that drew us to this church. But we've seen uh, just firsthand how God has used um, even just inductive Bible study, just verse by verse Bible study to equip local believers in the church to build up the body, both here at the church, but also to serve the community and to share the gospel um, all over the world. And so I, you know, we see it here in Waco, Texas, uh, but I would love to hear from you um, just what are some ways that you've seen from your perspective, God use um, Bible study to equip leaders in the local church, not just here in the U.S., but all over the world. You were talking about how worldwide, um, you know, this, this method that God has used, um, you know, Bible study, uh, just to, to make disciples. So what are some ways, um, do you, I mean, you can share a story or, uh, just general ways that you've seen God use inductive Bible study to equip the local church. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, Jennifer, is that right? Yes, oh. that's right. Yeah. So you said, uh, covenant was your first study. So, um, I, uh, I was in Columbus, Georgia and, um, teaching at the conference there and this guy comes up and he's tattooed up, got gauges, shaved head, huge beard, big, massive muscle, muscle guy. And he came up and said, man, I love precepts. And it, you know, it was kind of a shock. That wasn't what I was expecting, uh, you know, him to say, I said, well, tell me about it. He goes, man, I, I planted church and, uh, and we, we, to join our church, you got to go through the covenant, the precept covenant course. <laughs> That's good. Uh, with you know, with me and the and a couple of elders. I said, "Oh wow!" I said, "Tell me the name of your church." He goes, "It's called Covenant." <laughs> That's what it is, Covenant. You know. Yeah. It, it it's funny because when you, uh, you know, when you think about the church, sometimes, and I'm a pastor, by the way, so um, so I'm I'm talking about myself here as well, but. Sometimes we can get uh, almost into some lots of programs mm, yes. and things kind of get compartmentalized. And so we have, you know, programs. So we, we, we take evangelism and we pull it away from discipleship. And, mm. and, we, and the further it gets away from discipleship, it gets weird. 
right? So you get an evangelism that says, hey, if you'll pray this prayer, uh, you're going to go to heaven when you die. Yeah. Uh, you know, and just make sure you got the right words in the right order and you're good. Now, mm-hmm. I don't think the Bible believing conservative Christian believes that that's true, that we don't believe in, you know, hocus pocus, abracadabra, I say these words, right? Um, but if you, if you, if you don't, if you uh, let discipleship go the other way, and so it's about me knowing the word and, oh, it's about me mm-hmm. having yeah. words, you know, commentaries and, uh, being able to structure out a text and, and we walk away from evangelism, um, then you need also get weird, right? You get, a, you get a Pharisee, you get a, a know-it-all Bible thumper, but they have zero mission. They, they don't, don't even talk to anybody about Jesus, right? Because they're, they're too busy arguing the, the finer points of the detail, you know? So I think there's a sense in which, uh, what we hope, what we hope to see, uh, and, and we've seen it a lot, is, is that when people truly believe what they're studying, it changes their lives. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, it's, it is over and over again. Now, precept is in, um, uh, you know, we're in, I just heard this the other day, shared with it at, at our 50s, but we're in over a hundred rehab clinics in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and the curriculum is precept. Now, I'll just go ahead and tell you, you can look at our, at our website. We don't have any curriculum that says how to get off drugs right. or alcohol or addictions. We don't have anything with the word addiction in it. What do we have? We have a way to go and understand and believe and apply God's word. Mm-hmm. And they're seeing a 90-something percent success rate, which is, as I understand, is huge yeah. uh, in the addiction world. Um, it's not because we've got some you know, cool, disciplined, strategic way to get your life better. No, we just simply introduce you to God and then he does the work. That's right. Right. He says the word is like a sword. It goes where nothing else can go. And there's no hiding from it, right? There's no, there's no, the light comes in and it goes everywhere. Uh, Not just to expose, but to, to enlighten and to brighten and to engage. So, so yeah. So when we think about precept and, and this is, you know, Something that I, I wake up and think about a lot is, is, you know, I hope precept leaders are generous. I hope they give to their churches at more than others. I, I hope precept leaders are gracious and they don't mock people. They don't uh, categorize people and throw them in. Oh, well, they're a reformed or they're a dispensational. They're linear and they're, a, you know. I hope and pray that precept people, uh, leaders are really attractive. And so that pastors say, I want more precept leaders in our church. Why? Because it's different. Um, they, they guide people into God's word. And then, and listen, I'm a pastor and I know I'll work all week long on a 30 minute sermon and statistics say they're going to walk away with less than 10% of what I said. And it's usually not the ten percent we want. It's usually a story or something funny. Um, uh, And so, you know, as a pastor, I love it when uh, and we preach through the book of books of the Bible at our church. And I love it when our students are studying and doctoring. It just makes it better, right? It just connects. And then I can we can start to pull out application um, in this. You know, I told you. We're writing, uh, I think I told you before we started, but we're writing Job right now, the precept course, Job. 
and mom is is just been diagnosed with Parkinson's and 2020 has happened. And, uh, uh, you know, we have 70 employees in Chattanooga who don't work in the office. We're all working from home. It's, it's been a crazy year and we're studying Job and Job doesn't know why he's suffering. He doesn't. It, right. We do. We can see the, but, and it doesn't ever tell him in the whole book. Yet halfway through the book, chapter 19, he proclaims he has a redeemer and his redeemer is alive and he's going to see Mm. that's interesting um he's got resurrection on the mind um these are things that we've not read yet in the old testament getting to this Mm. point um he he knows he's got someone who's going to purchase him wow that's amazing right and so i started to think about that and and here's one of the applications i'm learning is when i encounter somebody suffering i don't need to give them answers Mm. yeah no when God closes the door, he opens a window. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, you, you know, he's in a better place. Um, you know what? I don't, it, we see that in, in the book of Job, right? Three friends. I'm actually, the fourth one's kind of strange, but the three, I really blow it. What do I need to do? I need to, I need to sit with my arm around them. I need to weep with them. I need to listen to them. Um, you know, Job is changing my life and I've, been with precept forever and you know in the church forever and i'm i'm having radical thoughts now uh because of of an ancient old testament book yeah so i think it i think it i, I probably didn't answer your question but i think i'm, no, I'm on my phone <laughs> i feel like you've answered uh all the questions like beautifully i could just sit and listen to you talk so uh, and let me say, brother, just to encourage you in your ministry that um, I think one of the things that we've seen in our church is we've pressed people towards the study of God's word. And we, um, you know, over the past few years have um, kind of arranged it to where our men and our women are studying the same thing at the same time. Like we see it mm-hmm. um, impacting families. We see it uh, yeah. impacting our membership. We see it as they learn to study the word and go deeper. It's like, man, and I know. I just never knew. I never knew. And so, Mm -hmm. um, man, 50 years of faithful labor, 50 years of faithful um, just presence, 50 years of faithful writing and toiling um, really does. Like even, um, you know, all over the world, but I'll say specifically here in Waco has made an impact. And, um, you know, it inspired us to figure out, okay, I mean, we love the precept studies. How do we um, make something kind of like that for our church? Like, how do we do that? And so, um, you know, we've started writing our own studies, but really trying to keep it steeped and molded in the, in, in the things that, um, uh, we've learned through precepts and it's just been a, a really, really beautiful thing. And, and so, you know, we're studying through the book of Hosea and it's kind of the same thing, such mm-hmm. a timely word. Uh, and who knew, you know, like we, we didn't know yeah. uh, when we started writing it, that it would be as crazy as it, as it is now, but um, the Lord brings the right word at the right time. Mm-hmm. And to just show that in Hosea talking about yeah. a man marrying a prostitute as a picture of God yeah. loving Israel, it would be such, and her name was Gomer of all things. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Not a great name, um, but it's so poignant and timely for our church. So, man, I, I'm we're grateful for you guys for sure. Yeah. Emily, do you have any oh, more questions? A, oh, were you going to say something? Oh, David? sorry. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I was going to say uh, uh, the precept team. We're we're the water boys on the team. Uh, <laughs> 
in the water. You're the ones, you know, investing in people's lives and, and spending yourself uh, for the sake of the kingdom. So it's, you know, it's, we love the church mm-hmm. and, and, and churches, it, she's a mess, but she's Jesus's idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, how can we best get the kingdom message across to the people of God? Yeah. No, it, it's the church. And so we love the church. I mean, yeah. it's, uh, she's, she's the bride of Christ. She's awesome. And so, you know, we want to, um, I, I, I personally am working my darndest to not follow in my mom's footsteps as far as personality uh, acclaim. And so literally I'm trying, uh, we don't, I don't want that. I want, I want people, we don't need any more Arthurs. We need, you know, we need people, men and women, and you're the men and women that are doing it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's when, you know, when you get people together, and you have the spirit of God and you have the word of God, amazing things can happen. Yeah, I can. You know, amazing things can happen. I will say this, that the one thing that Jen Durham and your friend with the tattoos and the gauges have in common is that if, if she could make it a requirement for everyone who wanted to become a member of Highland to go through covenant, she would would. absolutely do it. I bring, I bring that study up and say, isn't it about time we do it again? And they remind me, we did it like two semesters ago. I'm like, I know, but there's new people that have joined our church. And yeah, yeah, one of the first things that I learned, and I don't know which week it was when your mama was teaching and she talked about how God has obligated himself to us through covenant. And she talked about everything that God does is based on covenant. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I think in one of the early studies, uh, the verse from Jeremiah fifteen sixteen was brought up, and it was one of the first scriptures I ever memorized. And just that that uh, Jeremiah said, "Your words were found, and I ate them, and your words became for me a joy and the delight of my mm-hmm. heart." And then it all goes back to that relationship. Why? Because I've been called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Mm-hmm. And so that's our that's our hope. That's that's my hope. Um, as a, a, um, a servant here at Highland, and I know it's it's the, uh, the hope and the desire of our pastors and leaders is we want our, our church, we want them to grow in biblical literacy because in knowing the word, then we know the God of the word and he's the one that transforms yeah. our life and, and, and yep. just all the amazing things. Like you said, when you're studying through a book of the Bible, and that's what we encourage our, our 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 people to do too, is to study it book by book, so that we're not taking anything mm-hmm. out of context. But it's just amazing how mm-hmm. you can study a book and then years later study that book again and continue mm-hmm. to be transformed by the living, active Word. And so mm-hmm. we are, uh, as Jeremy has said, we are grateful for uh, that you guys have uh, plowed the way and you guys have opened up hearts and minds to what God um, offers us through his word. And so we are, uh, mm-hmm. we are thankful and excited to, and definitely continuing to pray for you guys and pray for your mom and uh, are excited to see all that God in the next 50 years, even if the Lord tarries that, that what he's going to mm-hmm. do in and through precept. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Emily, you got anything else? That's all. Thank you so much, David, for your time. That was amazing. That was so good. Thank you. Yeah, David, we are grateful for you, man. And you have definitely encouraged us. Mm -hmm. So we know you're about to go on vacation. Thanks for spending your last (laughs) however many minutes of the day with us. And uh, man, we hope you have a restful time, a refreshing time, uh, an encouraging time. And uh, may the Lord bless you and rejuvenate you over the course of the next couple of weeks. So uh, grateful for you, brother. Thanks for coming on with us. My pleasure. Can I I pray for us? Oh, man, that'd be great. (laughs) 
Okay, let me pray. Father, we um, we don't know what you're up to. Uh, we don't know what the what the future holds. Um, you do. Uh, you are um, absolutely, completely in control. There's no surprises for you. There's no confusion for you. Uh, and yet you call us to walk by faith. Mm. Uh, we, we thank you for Highlands. We thank you, Lord, for their commitment to you and to your word. And Lord, we ask that you would shower down favor on them as they seek to uh, put uh, studies in the hands of people that will help them uh, on their journey. Lord, give uh, insight and inspiration, uh, Lord, to their writers and their teachers and their pastors. Lord, we ask that you would give an appetite uh, for children and students and, and members and onlookers. Lord, that you would create a hunger and a desire and that Highland would become a very, very bright place and wake up. Lord, let it be a place where people say, if you really want to know the truth, go to Highland. They give it to you straight. Lord, let that be um, something that is uh, that brings honor to you. But we pray for the leadership at Highland. You would uh, start with them uh, first, Lord. Get, uh, deepen their love and affection for you. Uh, Lord, let that uh, ooze down uh, and around the, the congregation uh, so that, Lord, we, we know the... Um, I forgot to say, and the, the, the pew never rises above the pulpit. Lord, let it be contagious at Highland uh, that people want to study even more. Mm. Lord, stretch people in their understandings. Um, mold them and fashion them and shape them. Renew their minds, Lord. Uh, straighten out uh, their, uh, their agendas and their ideas. Uh, their relationships, Lord, bring it all in line uh, with uh, with your truth. That's right. uh, and Lord, we pray for souls to come to faith in Waco uh, because of what you're doing in Highlands. Lord, we, we ask these things with great expectations, Lord, because you know the future. You're in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're amazing and you're good and you're trustworthy. And so, Lord, we ask these things with great faith through the name of our, our Redeemer, Jesus Christ. In the name of our Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, David. We appreciate you, man. Thank you for the prayer. Bless you, brother. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. God bless. All right. God bless you. Well, hey, I'm Jeremy. I'm Emily. And we'll catch you next time.